I'm Reggie Peralta. I'm Dr. Avila's producer, and welcome to Love University. Tonight, Dr. Avila will be presenting his latest book, Invincible You, Discover Your Inner Power and Achieve Your Heart's Desires. Dr. John Gray, best-selling author of Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, has this to say. Dr. Alexander Avila's Invincible You is a unique blend of Western positive psychology and Eastern wisdom that packs a punch of self-help power. Read it, and you will learn how to master your self-defeating thoughts and access your inner tools of excellence. Thank you, Reggie. That was very good. This is Dr. Alex Avila, and this is Love University, and we're back. I'm an author, psychologist, and speaker, and we can talk about how to love ourselves, others, and I am nature. And today, I'm very proud and pleased to present my latest book to you, my listeners. It is called Invincible You, How to Transform Negativity to Power and Achieve Your Fullest Dreams. We begin by looking at the idea of the invincible mind. Here's an important fact that applies to you. You have an invincible mind and a self-defeating mind. Your invincible mind is a part of your mind that is incapable of being defeated. It is inherent nature is to win, to thrive, and to love. It dwells in your success, growth, and contribution. It is kind and compassionate to you, forgiving you for your mistakes, loving you despite the circumstances. On the other hand, we also have the self-defeating mind. That's the part of your mind that is easily defeated because it dwells on the negative, the bad, and the failures in your life. It focuses on your disappointments, regrets, fears, and sadness. It is unkind to you and judges you unfavorably, harshly, mercilessly. The invisible mind thinks of reasons why you can't do something. The self-defeating mind thinks of reasons why you can't. When your self-defeating mind is in charge, you miss opportunities, or if you see them, you don't have the willpower or courage to take action. When your invisible mind is in control, you catch opportunities even before they arise and then act decisively upon them. When your self-defeating mind rules, you only have wishes. When your invisible mind predominates, you have willpower and a firm, secure vision of what you really want. Let me ask you out there, which mind is most prevalent in you, the self-defeating or the invincible mind? Probably you have a combination of both. Part of your mind wants to succeed and focuses on your positive attributes. The other part tells you why you can't do something or it can't be somebody. It leads you to failure and fertility. The invincible mind says to you, you got this. You're smart, beautiful, loving, and talented. You will achieve your dreams. The self-defeating part of your mind says you can't do this. You're not smart enough, attractive enough, loving enough, or talented enough. You're going to fail. It's a constant battle for mental superiority. And your opposing thought forces often fight each other in vicious and yet subtle ways. Sometimes your invisible mind wins and you feel a surge of power, timelessness, and compassion. You got compassion and go for what you truly want, whether it's a relationship, career, or lifestyle advancement. Other times your self-defeating mind is on top. And you plummet into sadness, frustration, and a sense of futility. You leave behind your treasure, goals, and dreams, and you settle for something much less desirable. How do you permanently establish your invisible mind so your days are cheery and your confidence are loving? That's the question for today. And to do that, we need to take a trip to what I call Invisible Mountain. But before we start there, we need to look at where we come from. There once was an unhappy man named Walter who lived in Neurotic Village. Neurotic Village was a place full of hate, bitterness, complaining, envious, fearful, and angry people. He was born in Neurotic Village and raised by worried and critical parents. The unhappy boy Walter became the unhappy man Walter. His life was full of pain, regret, and despair. No matter how much he accomplished in the mature world, money, career, success, social approval, he still felt like a failure. One day there was a visitor to the Neurotic Village, and this visitor came from the Invincible Mountain, a beautiful place where people were content, loving, and successful, and happy. Hearing strange and wonderful stories of this wondrous, amazing place where everyone got along, 
Walter had a strong desire to visit and learn more. So one day he packed a suitcase and began the journey to Invincible Mountain. When he arrived, he was hospitably greeted and taken to the mayor of Invincible Mountain, a petite middle-aged woman dressed in simple yet attractive clothes. With inviting eyes and a warm smile, she told him her story. Once a long time ago, I too lived in Neurotic Village. My life was about competition, anger, and fear. I wanted more of everything I could obtain, and I didn't care who or what got in my way. Then I met a wise teacher, and I began to study the secrets of happiness that led me to Invincible Mountain. I learned the simple secrets that unlocked the doors of my joy and success. First of all, I realized that my sadness was a crutch. My selfishness was a crutch that I relied on to build my false self-esteem. At the same time, the selfishness crutch kept me feeling weak and powerless. I was so busy worrying about myself that I had little energy to accomplish the true desires of my heart. Finally, when I threw away the crutch of my selfishness and began feeling compassion for other people, helping the needy and contributing to my community, I suddenly felt free. I saw my potential and power grow. The more I helped others, the happier I felt. Every time I gave my time, energy, and resources to help someone who truly needed it, I felt my resources grow. I was no longer envious, worried, or regretful. I saw others as being like me, and I like them. There was no need to rush, fight, or worry over things. There is more than enough for everyone. I finally realized that the Creator had given us all of an abundance of everything we needed. All we had to do was help each other find it. Pausing with a smile of encouragement, the mayor of the Winslow Mountain said, the first secret was, I found happiness by helping others find it. She continued, the second secret was, I forgave myself for all of my past and all of my future. Before I was very critical of myself, I would regret past mistakes or failures, broken relationships, business failures, poor lifestyle choices, and I would have become bitter and disillusioned. I would have feared making more mistakes in the future, which kept me limited and afraid of taking risks. I felt trapped and weak. Then I realized something. I understood that when I made a so-called mistake in the past, I was at a certain grade level in my psychological development, say fifth grade. The mistakes I made were fifth grade mistakes. When I was cruel to a loved one, when I stayed in the wrong relationship too long, when I refused to believe in the dreams of my excellence. It took some time, but as I raised my knowledge, I started to realize that I wouldn't make the same mistakes anymore. I could act from a higher level of knowledge and wisdom. In college, I would no longer be making elementary school mistakes, choosing the wrong relationships and so forth. I would select the right people and circumstances to enter my life. I would manage my emotions better and learn how to successfully deal with obstacles and setbacks. With a new understanding, I began to forgive myself for any real or imagined errors I had made in the past or would make in the future. Every day, I decided to forgive myself and learn from my experiences so I could be more loving and optimistic about myself. Soon, I found that I was not only making fewer mistakes, but that others were more optimistic and loving towards me because I was that way toward myself first. By learning to love myself and practice self-forgiveness, I was finally free to express my love for others. Forgiveness became my daily companion. Now the invisible mountain mayor's entire face beamed in a most magnificent way. And she summarized the third and final lesson of invincibility. Gratitude became my best friend. Instead of asking for more, I gave thanks for the riches I already possessed. I gave thanks for my life, my happy experiences, my loved ones, and my God-given abilities in life. I no longer prayed solely for material things or wealth. As a result, I now have more material wealth than I could ever need. And my greatest riches come from those people who have helped to truly live and grow wondrously. Each day, I gave thanks for the amazing feelings of gratitude I was experiencing. Each day, I realized that my life was complete. There was no lack, failure, or frustration. There was only abundance, success, and love. As the mayor of Invincible Mountain finished her talk, she welcomed Walter to live permanently in this beautiful paradise. With a tender embrace and a loving voice, she concluded, By the way, the place we live in is not a physical land or a defined territory. Invisible Mountain exists in our minds. 
It cannot be stolen or lost. It cannot be broken into or taken. It is always here inside us forever in our minds and hearts. Now it's your turn. You have the opportunity now to make permanent dwelling in this invisible mountain. It's not just a metaphorical concept. It's a reality. It's a real practical state. What you need to do, first of all, is learn these three important steps. Number one, give what you want most. Number two, forgive yourself. Number three, practice gratitude daily. So let's start with number one, give what you need most. This is one of the greatest secrets of a successful and happy life. If you want money, you need to give more money to others. If you want love, you need to give more love to others. Now, that may sound kind of hard in some ways. If you're broke, how are you going to give money to others? But it works in a paradoxical way. By going into your resources and giving as little as you can or as much as you can, even those are very little, you will liberate yourself to have more abundance. Your generosity will bring more into your life. The first thing it does when you give what you need most is it liberates your tight and constrained energy so that your energy flows outwardly instead of inwardly, instead of being obsessed with your own flaws and inadequacies. You see the amazing possibilities that life has to offer you. By expanding your energy in this way, you focus more on the positive aspects of life instead of the negative. Your mindset moves from anxiety and sadness to hope and optimism. Second, giving what you want most attracts people and favorable circumstances into your life because you're increasing your positive output into the world. The good you do will be returned to you often in surprising ways. The person you help in a loving way may not return the favor necessarily, but it may be someone else, somebody you don't even know, a bystander who will return the love and appreciation back to you. People you don't even know, they give you benefits and gifts without you having to ask for anything. The world will work in your favor to bring you the results you want. Try this week and see what happens. If you want more love, be more loving. Smile at other people. Be a better listener. Offer sincere compliments. Visualize your love extending outwardly to others and feel the warmth of your loving energy as you share it with other people. If you want more money, start looking for ways you can contribute your time and money to worthy causes and charities. Well, you may be afraid to give money when you don't have much. This is exactly the way to reverse your fear mindset into one of faith and prosperity. The results will astound you as you attract more good money and goodwill into your life. Step number two, forgive yourself. Although forgiving others can be difficult, one of the hardest things is to forgive ourselves. We tend to be hardest on ourselves when it comes to mistakes and weaknesses. We tend to be self-critical, self-condemning. And when we do that, our self-belief suffers the way we feel about ourselves. We don't think we're good enough to succeed in life. We place a magnifying glass on all of our errors and create tension within our mind and body. This tension impressions us to act in a foolish or unprepared way, leads us to poor decisions and self-defeating actions, thereby causing us to do things we really regret. As a consequence, we fall back into a bad habit or unproductive emotional pattern. Now a vicious cycle has been created. The less we forgive ourselves, the more we do things that we regret because our low self-esteem matches the self-harming actions that we undertook. A depressed person will only act in ways that lead to more depression. A mistake-prone person will keep repeating the same mistakes. We do what already exists in our minds. The way to break this downward spiral is to forgive ourselves for past mistakes and setbacks. When you do this, you set a course for a positive and regret-free future. Begin today by forgiving yourself for any real or imagined mistakes you made in the past or will make in the future. Like the mayor of Invincible Mountain, recognize that you were at a low mental grade level, maybe the fifth grade when you were close to that person, when you were defensive and touching and lost a good job opportunity, or when you were overly critical with your children, mate, or friends. As you raise your psychological level, maybe to the seventh, eighth, or ninth grades and beyond, you will learn how to avoid making the same errors. You'll have more command over your thoughts and feelings. You will become a graduate student of invincibility. And finally, step number three. This is a very big one. Practice gratitude daily. Psychology researchers have shown that practicing gratitude can provide significant health benefits. People who are grateful are more empathetic, less aggressive. When you're grateful, you're deeply appreciative of the kindness or benefits you have received. You're infused with feelings of contentment, 
love, and appreciation that go far beyond mere words. It's true, gratitude can become a feeling of immense joy and ecstasy. On the other hand, when you're not grateful or appreciative about what you have in life, you may tend to become bitter, demanding, frustrated, or envious. You ask yourself, why do other people get all the good luck and benefits? And I'm stuck with the wrong leftovers. But that really is the wrong question to ask. Instead, ask yourself, how can I give thanks for all that I have already been given? This question liberates you from a self-centered mindset. Put your attention on the goodness of the universe. Although there is evil and failure in the world, gratitude represents the good, the pure, and the beautiful. Gratitude is a trait that visible people possess in abundance. Visible people give thanks for everything they receive because it reverses their focus from poor me to blessed I. They can even be grateful for the negative occurrences in life because they can learn something from them and become stronger as a result. Start today by keeping a gratitude journal. Every day, write down three things you're grateful for. Your life, family, friends, children, pets, health, home, or job. You're grateful for your looks or intelligence, your creativity or talents, your contributions to the world, and your positive experiences in life. Even if you're lacking in some of these things and believe there is little to be grateful about, you can still feel blessed for the simplest of things, the air you breathe, the sun that warms you, the birds that sing, the nature that gives you soothing. The beauty of newborn babies or animals, the love between lovers, the creativity of an artist, the spirituality of those who seek truth, and the beauty of a life that gives you a slice of eternity to place your mark on the world and leave a lasting legacy of love. Keep your gratitude journal for a few weeks and notice the positive changes in your life. You will have more energy, optimism, and courage than ever before. You will see life from an entirely different perspective, the invisible mind way in which you're constantly expanding and bringing more light and excellence into the world. Soon you will be expressing gratitude every moment you're alive because of the wonderful way it makes you feel and the new benefits that effortlessly come into your life. So finally, remember the invisible journey, the three steps you need to enhance your invisible mind. Give what you want most, forgive yourself, and practice gratitude daily. With these steps as your guide, you will soon be on your way to your deepest fulfillments and your greatest joy. So that's a little bit of Invincible You, the book. And every week, I'm going to give you a little bit more of these tips and pointers how to live that great life, the invisible life, which really is a life of love. I love university. Our purpose is to help you love yourself, others, and a higher nature. And by being invincible, not in an arrogant or conceited or egotistic way, but in a truly confident, humble, and loving way, you can achieve many of these things we're talking about. You can live with joy and happiness and spread it to others. So make sure this week you go out and keep your gratitude journal, write three things you're grateful for, learn how to give other people what you need so that you can reverse it back to you some ways. And focus on giving love to others. If you're interested in Love University, want to be a guest on the show, have a guest idea or topic, you can visit us at loveuniversity.love. Reach us at 310-226-8090. Loveuniversitylove at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at Love University Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Love Letter U Podcast. Subscribe to us on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Until next time, this is Dr. Alex Avila with Love University. Go on and have a powerful Love University week of gratitude, love, and fulfillment. Put away your notebooks, your iPads, your phones. Until next time, Dr. Avila. 